Hi Sven, it's super awesome to have you here, you know, and, and I like, it's been a long time since I saw you, you know, and um, basically this event is called Remember the Plug, and basically what, what I do is I invite people who are influential in the events industry, you know, who've been at it for the longest time so that we, they can shed a bit of light for other people uh, in other parts of Africa or other people would want to get into, into this space of the events industry. And um, personally, I've known you for many years. I've worked with you on different projects for local artists, for international artists. But, but now, today, we're just going to shed a bit of light for other people on who is Sven and some of the stuff that you've done. And I think to, to start it off, basically, is what is your name and what do you do? Well, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. It's, it's nice seeing familiar faces again, especially industry faces. Yeah. It's been a, a very long two years, but we don't even have to touch in on that. Um, yeah. yeah, Sven, that is my name. I've been in the industry for quite some time. How many years? <laughs> Just to no, I'm gonna reveal my age now, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say the good part, my first concert was which I was aspiring to as a junior technician for a couple of ends companies. And I think it was 97, was the nation's trust of the spa schools. Yeah. It was my first international concert um, as a site runner. Yes. In 1998 was Janet Jackson Velvet Rope uh, Tour, Ellis yeah. Park. Yeah. And for me, that was uh, my happy space, getting into the, into the concerts industry. That's all I ever wanted to do. Yes. Um, so, so, so basically, we were looking at it from, from like the 97s. 97 first concert, I think in about 95, I started off as junior technician and I did some rigging for Gearhouse in between there somewhere as well. I like, that's super cool. So, mm. so, so basically, all in all, we're looking at about 25 years. Yeah, now I sound old, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, so, so can you tell me a bit about, about your background, like where you grew up, like, you know, like, like is it like Johannesburg, somewhere else? Yeah. Um, Durban boy originally, of Danish descent. Um, cool. Moved up to Johannesburg. Did my schooling up here. Um, and yeah, pre predominantly spent most of my life here. Did a bit of um, after school studies when I finished my um, trick at St. Benedict's College. And... Yeah, 18 months in Mozambique, and then when I came back here, it was into a company called The Running Crew. Okay. And that gave me my first opportunity to get into the event sector. Gotcha. It was corporate events to start with, a bit of audio, a bit of lighting, um, so, all around text, basically, in those days. Yeah, so, so like, um, um, when you were growing up, was there any little things that happened with, like, music or events or something like that, that kind of opened that interest or something? Was there... Anything like that that happened, you growing up? Yeah. I think in school days, I was actually interested in architecture and design. Gotcha. Uh, never really on the RT side, computer side of things, but um, general architecture, that I was very fond of it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, going through high school, being a bit of a retrobate. Um, yeah, I, I, I found it, basically when I went to the running crew, that just opened yeah. up doors, and I was like, this is what I want to do. Gotcha. Especially when you started and you started looking at these more mature guys who had been in the industry for some time. Yes. Like senior technicians. Yes. And then obviously on the concert side where you start seeing the production managers, tour managers, et cetera. Yes. And, and that, that, that just set my mind. And I was going, that is the career choice I want. Gotcha. Um, so, so was with the running crew like your very first experience with the entertainment uh, industry or was there something prior to that? Like, like your first? Running crew was it. Okay. Um, I remember back in the days, I was <clears throat> hideout. Um, 
to a company called VWV. I'm sure everyone knows yes, them. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, but them. I think most people in South Africa know yeah. them. <laughs> but but, but yeah, I think it, it, they've it been just... around for some time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was, I, was, I was the general go for the coffee boy. Good you know, very production type runner. And yes, then yes. slowly progressed through the lines up there and um, got opportunities to do... I was quite keen on lighting at the time. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of guys like Josh and them, I met them back in the days. Yeah. And then from there progressed more into the production side of things. Got you. So the the running crew and then VWV. So, but, but the, the running crew was really the first one, right? That, that was my that was my step a, into a, the entertainment and, industry. And and for some people who don't know who the running crew is, can you say a bit about them or who they were, who they are, and just it, to shed some light on some people? Yeah. It was a company opened by Mark Daubney back in the days, um, okay. and it was production runners, drivers, and most most of the time we actually driving the band around. Got you. And for us, I mean, back in the days, it was amazing. But, you know, you had to be 23 because of the, the insurance requirements. Yes. Um, and, you know, from there, some of us progressed on. Some guys were happy to just drive the bands around. Some guys yeah. found other career paths. Um, and from there, we progressed on, like, I progressed on to um, production assistant, for example, uh, being more on site, which uh, I really looked forward to. I wanted to be on site. I wanted to be in the thick of things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, progressed on to doing some rigging for Gearhouse. A lot of work with uh, Mushroom Productions and the big concerts back in the days. Yes. Progressed up to site manager. Yes. Which was great for me. And then moved on to stage management eventually. Yes. yes. So, so now, before we, we get into some of these nice mm. integrities, is, is I just want, because for, for me, it's always good to just paint a picture. Because like someone just knows Sven is the guy who runs things, right? <laughs> but they, they won't know. The for, like, exactly. <laughs> they won't know the big story, right? So so I'm looking at this. So so like first in, in the running crew, and the running crew was basically doing the logistics around production of events, right? But, but now, how then did you then move from that into concerts? How did that transition come? Like, like what happened? Like, like, was it you were driving someone and someone said something like, how did that, how did that transition happen? If, if you can remember. It's, yeah, yeah. My brain's not that fried yet. I'm not that old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was running crew driving the bands around. At the same time, I was doing some technical work for companies like, I think it was Orant back in the days, VWV. Yeah. Yeah. So it was rigging a bit of lighting, audio, whatever you could basically do, you all rounders back in those days. Yeah. So picking up on the technical knowledge through those uh, corporate uh, technical companies and then working with companies like um, Mushroom Productions under big concerts, then I was picking up more of the uh, production aspect gotcha. of it all, how the production side worked of it. And it was good having a technical knowledge that was growing simultaneously. Yes. I wasn't doing concerts, I was doing some sort of corporate event on the technical side for um, one of many companies on, in those days. Yes. Um, so also with the concert side of thing, you know, progressing is like on-site running. I mean, yes. literally driving around, picking up nuts and bolts, uh, picking up coffee for the internationals, yes. um, spiking up the crowd, the crowd control barrier for the golden circle, yes. Yes. Um, putting up signage. Um, yes. Really started at the bottom. And then yeah. I think obviously just proving yourself and your value and your enthusiasm yes. going, they can see this, this kid wants more. He yes. wants to grow more. Yeah. Um, and to be asked to be a site manager for the first time was like a, a major step. And it took a couple of years because I yeah. still remember looking at these guys older and going. And, and, and just out of interest, mm. how many years did that take? For it that took a, a good two to three years, I'd say. Yeah. You know, there's some serious site managers yes. who, who were basically working at the same time I was. Yeah. And I had to wait for one of them to move on or yes. leave or yeah. follow another career path before I could fill their shoes. Yes. And eventually it did happen, which was like, you know, I feel bad for the guy, but praise the Lord, I got an opportunity. Yes. 
you know, there was only so much rock and roll going around at the time. So yeah. to get that opportunity and that available position was like a godsend for me. Yes. And then for a good couple of years, it was, you know, tipping trucks, loading trucks, yeah. first on site, load in, last off site, load out, doing all the production returns, making sure that final venue clean happened. Um, yes. So you got worked. And, yeah. But the nice thing is, you know, being, spending so many hours on site is, is when you learn the most. Yeah. There's nothing like site and looking and learning and getting wrapped across the knuckles for doing something stupid or making a mistake. Yeah. Making aware that you're never going to make that mistake again because you never want to get a bollocking in front of the guys again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, practical on-site experiences, there's, there's nothing comparable at the end of the day. Yeah. And it was, it's like, you know, Gavin Taylor was around in the days. Um, cool. You know, Grant Cunningham took over from him. Yeah. And watching and, and them. These guys were working for which company or what, what were these guys doing? They were actually um, both production managers for big concerts back oh, in the days. Got you. And, got you. And, and also for some people who don't know who big concerts mm, is, can you can just uh, shed some light on that? That's the fun vakes. Ati fun vake, Aza fun vake. Um, I'd say the pioneers of um, concerts and the live music in industry in South Africa. Um, you know, also I guess it was real concerts at the time as well, Roddy Quinn. Mm-hmm. And these guys were pioneers um, who started the live concerts. I mean, even I think they started this before, uh, you know, the days of apartheid when real concerts were promoting um, uh, Johnny Clegg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the you know, fusses, I think. And it was, it was like really negative for them to do that sort of thing. Yeah. But they pushed through and they did it. Yeah. And God bless Johnny Clegg, but he, I mean, he had a right career with, with um, yeah. real concerts pushing him. Yes. You know, the Van Vakes as well. I mean, they've, they've really taken concerts in this whole industry to a whole new level. Um, you know, from these small little concerts where we barely knew what we were doing back in the days. And yes. now, I mean, they, they're the king of stadium tours in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of them, a lot of people have found employment and a lot of companies yes. have flourished. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, uh, every time I've, I've, I've worked with you, you, you play a leading role in, uh, in a division in these productions, mm-hmm. right? But, but for me, like, one thing I always try to try understand is, is, is like, how were you separated from the other guys? Like you were doing something and then something happened. They're like, no, you know what? You're going to do that. You know, like who were some of those people who kind of saw you? So, so for me, just to give you an example, right? I was doing one, an event for one, one of my clients in Zimbabwe that came to perform at a Women's Day in South Africa. And then now the technical company which was supplying technical for that event was Gearhouse. And then Dev Tudor then was the was was the audio HOD. He's like, dude, whenever an essay, give me a call, mm-hmm. I'll give you work. You know? So so for you, I'm just trying to figure out like, like from from the first company to the second company, you know, like were there some people or or specific moments which kind of opened up doors to like other places or other people who saw something in you and they, you know. I, th- I think because of my enthusiasm, people saw I wasn't there just for the rock and roll side of it, the fun side of it. I actually wanted to make a career out of the whole situation. Got you. And the, the, oh, the music in the industry was developing at an exponential rate at the time. Um, and then Mushroom Productions gave me a lot of work. Um, and it okay. was great to learn from the likes of Desti and uh, Desti Luce, yes. Uh, yes. Graham Cunningham, Mark Dorbs. Um, that, that opened up a lot of doors and opportunities for me. Um, I was then, big concerts had two bands touring simultaneously and I was asked to take on Lord of the Dance, gotcha. uh, which I was a production manager, local production manager for, took them around the country and then their production manager, Adam Thornycroft, my second last leg in Kabeja, yeah. I think yes, this is good, yes, yes, PE. Yes, yes. He was like, um, would you like a position on the tour? Yeah. 
He's like, we got a carpenter position open. I was like, Adam, I don't really know what a carpenter is, and I know bugger all about woodwork, to be quite honest. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. And it was like a two-hour to the stage manager. Coaching, yeah. And we finished the Durban tour, and a week and a half later, I was in Birmingham. And awesome. the, the idea was, hey, let's go and earn some great British pounds and get some experience yes. for six months to a year. Yeah. And six years later, I came home. <laughs> okay, that was um, a long time, yeah. So it was Lord of the Dancing in the winter months. It was like a three-track tour. Yeah. I built myself up to stage manager, then company manager, then got swapped over to Troop ah, One. Got you. And then I did a bit of work with UB40 at Coldplay. Yeah. And my last tour was Shane, Shane Ward, Breathless Jesus. Tour. Yeah. Um, 21 cities, five trucks. Came back to South Africa, that was just prior to 2010. Um, and then obviously FIFA happened. Yeah. And yeah, it basically it continued. And um, in 2013, it was, like, it was time to go solo. Yeah. So I opened up, um, everyone knows me as Seven. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's yes, just, yes. no one calls me by yeah. my first name. Yeah. And so I opened up 4 Plus 3 Productions and a lot of yes. people are going, why 4 Plus 3 Productions? Going, yeah, yeah, I was always thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, go away. <laughs> so it's amazing how many people no, yeah, can pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So that was September 2013. Cool. Um, and and it was, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I'm like, I cannot even imagine the amount of shows you have worked on, like, like, like I, I cannot even imagine, right? So, and and as you're going through them now, right, they're just coming off your tongue, like, you know, and it's like, and it's quite a lot. So, so for example, if you were to pick like maybe three events that you you worked on, you know, and uh, the capacity you worked on those events, if you just pick random three projects. So when I started up. Um, there was a lot of um, talk about an Australian promoter moving to South Africa, and that was uh, Paul Dainty. Cool. And his first artist was Eminem. Gotcha. And they approached me going, can you produce this? Yeah. And I had a very new crew at the time, but you know what? I wasn't uh, going to decline the opportunity. I saw it as a great challenge, and yeah. hence um, they brought out the Raptor to Eminem. Nice. Which was my first show um, in my new, new little company. Yeah. And I must admit, I mean... I did make mistakes, yeah. um, but I learned a lot, yeah. and I grew in confidence. And we did uh, Ellis Park Stadium and Cape Town Beautiful. Stadium. Yeah. Ellis Park sold out. Cape Town was very close to a sellout. Yes. Uh, 2014 went very quiet. And then 2015 took off. Um, met a really nice guy, Glenn 21. Glenn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we opened up in 2015 with the BET Experience. Beautiful. Um, and from there on, it's just just been a fantastic ride. Um, Amp events. Pixies and The Cure, Andy Mac. Yeah. Um, DSTV Delicious Festival gave me an opportunity to run, I think it was 2015 or 2016. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also been great. Um, I mean, Glenn tapped into an awesome part of the, of the market. It was the hip hop, the R&B, the rap. Um, I mean, we've cut down a good couple of tours together exactly. now. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's, it's about making opportunities, yeah. taking risk, yes. and putting your head down and grafting and yeah. people will take note. Yeah, and, and now there are many people that I think they started with you many years ago, you know, and some of those guys um, don't do these things anymore, you, you know? So, so why did you stick in this for so long? I'm like, why? why? Just out of interest. It's my love. I okay. can't see myself doing anything else. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I started with uh, Lebo Machignani. She was the yeah. first tour manager that worked under 4 plus 3. Um, and she eventually got um, scooped by Glenn 21. Yep. Glenn did approach me and he said, yeah, yeah. you and Lebel, what's the relationship there? Yeah. And she, I think she's now the CEO of Glenn 21. Oh, cool. Um, she's doing very well there. Yeah. Um, fantastic girl. 
Lappy sent you love, Shema Sart manager. Yeah. He's done the immigration, temporary immigration to the Middle East for now. Yeah. Um, Lindsay's still around. So the whole core team we started with is still very active in the events industry. Yeah. I think they also just came to that, that mindset that th this is it. This is my calling. Yeah. I'm sticking it. I'm sticking it out long term. Yeah, in my I, career. And I've heard different stories like this from different people in the events industry. One of my most interesting ones was there's <laughs> there's this lady, I won't mention her by name now, right? Yeah, yeah, but no, she's no, an amazing She she said one day um her boyfriend said, if you pick up that phone after hours, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then her phone rang like at midnight. She picked up the call. The guy left. She never looked back. And and she's an she's an executive producer for some of the biggest events on the continent in Africa. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly just like, yeah, it's it's really <clears throat> quite interesting. So uh, if you're to pick one one of the events that you have worked on, that's like the most memorable. Which one would 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 it be? Your most memorable <sighs> event. Oh, that's a tough one, eh? one. That's eh? a tough I one. Know, there were some great ones before I would open up 4 Plus 3 Productions. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, UG360 was the first concert at Cape Town Stadium. Yes. I got sent down there as a site manager working alongside Jake Berry. I mean, yes. for me, that was such a privilege doing the first concert in there. So we did so much design work. Um, you know, the, the queue shoots down to the signage plans, um, uh, emergency exit plans. And it was so nice to be involved in that. So that, that, that stadium has always been very dear to me. Um, the one Castle Light and Lock series was Travis Scott, Bryce and Tiller. Uh, we had Ticket Pro Dome happening. That was yeah. just a monster rig. Paula Kwani, we had the stage co going up in probably one of the biggest configurations has ever been up in. Yeah. And that build was kind of, well, that was a, th those builds were happening simultaneously. Yeah. And literally Ticket Pro Dome on the bus, tour through there for a show the next day. Um, and then straight after that up to uh, Mozambique for Future. Yes. Also, yeah, then yeah. I saw you up in Dar es. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Future in up in uh, Dar es Salaam. Yeah, 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 Tanzania. Yeah. Um, and it, it's nice. It's, it's great to see Africa opening up now that we can actually yes. start touring more. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and, and as far as the rest of Africa is concerned, like from, from, from what I pick up, South Africa does production at a certain level, right? As compared to the other parts of Africa in like a big way. For you, do you see uh, the rest of Africa, kind of um, uh, the standards going up more, them being able to do more big, bigger shows. Do you see any potential in that? Did you see a a anything there? South Africa has always been at the forefront with technology, and especially yeah. 2010 came around, and next we got bombarded all this health and safety. Yes, which really escalated our, our health and safety game. Um, and any, I mean, over the past few years, you get multiple production managers: Tom Mazzullo, Huggy Carter, Scotty Ross, and Tom Mazzullo's with um, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, you name it, he's like one of the yeah. best production managers in the world and not yeah. once has he ever criticized yeah. our health and safety and not once has he ever said, not happy with the stage deck, not happy with the stage roof. He comes here and he's like, cool, we know Gearhouse is on the job, you guys are on the job, fantastic, yeah. we're gonna have a cool tour. Yeah. Um, and I think we're fortunate enough to get so many artists come through to South Africa. Um, yeah. You know, we've got the venues for one. That is yes. the biggest thing on this continent we've got yeah, yeah, it's good. We've got our stadiums, yeah. and we've lost one of our, our pinnacles, the Ticket Pro Dome. Yeah. But Nigeria, you know, they, they've got one one arena. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got a stomping entertainment industry out there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's flying off the hook. You know, I've, I've done, got taken Mary J up there, Chris yes. Brown, yeah. um, uh, Rihanna. Um, and I, I think with time, they're also going to adapt more 
safe working practices. Gotcha. I mean, really, it's like night and day. When I went to Nigeria for like 12 years ago for Rihanna for my first gig out there. Yeah. First J. Cole, the last time yes. I was out there. Yes. And it's, yes. And you can see how much it's developed. Um, and hopefully those, those venues are going to get built. And with that, gotcha. the music industry is going to flourish. You're going to see a lot more international artists yeah. out there. And, and now we, we know with like last year with, with Corona and everything happening, how has that affected your business? And then also, uh, do, you, do, do you see any recovery coming? Uh, last show, I don't know if you want to, it was Tony Braxton, 2019. Yes, yeah, 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 I worked with you on that, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the rumors had been spreading wildly by then, yeah. and the events, it was just like a mass cancellation all across yeah. the globe. Yeah. Um, I tried to string a mini concerts in 2020, in yeah. November, yeah. and then we hit another level of lockdown and shut down, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, yeah. I, I see gigs are happening, the Cape Town Marathon, have a seat's got some structures up there. Yeah. You mentioned there's a Volvo gig recently that Gearhouse has oh, got yes, stuff going yes, out on. Yes, yeah. um, there's still a lot of streaming and broadcast happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've got a potential gig in December and it's, oh, it's a corker. Cool. It's yeah. a big gig. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's on the sporting side of things, but you know, the promoter's prepared to do it at 30% capacity. Gotcha. And you know, it's, it's, it's very, the soccer opened up, our first stadium opened up, FNB opened up to 2,000 packs the other day. Yeah. Only 900 people arrived. Um, so I'm hoping with the vaccination process speeding up yeah. um, that, yes, by, I'm hoping, I've heard rumors in the next two weeks, we're going to get quite a large announcement oh, with a good. huge increase in audience capacities. That'll be good. Which we're all praying for. 2,000 yes. people doesn't help our industry yeah. much right yeah. now. We need the 20,000. So. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. So for, for someone, you know, like uh, across Africa would want to, to do some of the things that you do, you know, and, and even if they're starting now, like their next, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, to be kind of like in the same space of working on some amazing production, what would be some of your advice to, to people like that? Or people who are already in it, but it's just the way they do their things, it can be safety, it can be technical, whatever, You're like, what would you say to, to people like that, just to encourage them to kind of see light? Yeah. Do you know, start at the bottom and work your way up. You can't just expect to one day become a executive producer, you know, on the TV side and the corporate side, you've got your executive producer, senior producer. Yes, yes. Concert is tour manager, production manager. Yeah. You can't just walk into those positions and expect yeah. to know everything and expect to be respected. Yeah. You've got to learn from the bottom and work your way up. Eat a bit of humble pie yeah. and look at the people above you. Yeah. They're the best teachers in the world. Yeah. No one except those people can give you that sort of information and hand it down to you. Suck it up, work hard, and you will be successful in this industry. People will take note of you. Perfect. And then what, what do you see as the future of the events industry across the continent? What, what, what are some of the things that you foresee? Um, my, my biggest dream is to start touring a band in Cape Town and work that, that band up the entire continent through multiple okay. promoters, giving that artist like a 12, 12 city tour stop. Got you. Pretty much what they're doing in Europe. And yeah. We've seen it in from South Africa to Mozambique to yes. Tanzania. Yes. You know, Ghana is available. We know yes. uh, Nigeria is definitely available. Yeah. Angola, Uganda's been doing some really nice gigs. And that's what I want to see more of. Big international artists touring across the continent and not just Got across you. the country. Yeah. Everyone benefits, everyone gets more experience and everyone learns. Any final words to some of our guys who've been listening to to our talk, any final words, any final words of wisdom or, or final words of... Good luck maintaining your <laughs> <a> relationship. <laughs> no, Chris, man, this, this has been awesome, you know, just getting to talk to you, to share brief your art and your story and your history. And I think, you know, like, um, different times, we, we, 
we'll actually get to to, to specific examples of like how how things actually gets done, how production actually gets done, so that like across the 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 continent, it just becomes easier when you get into Tanzania or whatever. Everyone speaks the same language and people are like in the same standard. Yeah, you know, it works in the US and works in Europe. They've been touring and working with a certain standard in a certain way that they operate. Yeah. We should be working towards the same sort of standards yeah. and operational practices. Yeah. So then when they're coming out, it's no surprise. They're going, oh, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, eventually, like every other country, will become like South Africa going, hey, it's a reputable tech company, it's a reputable yes. production company. It's going to be a walk in the park. And yeah. That's what you want it to be across the continent. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much, Sven. It's been awesome. <laughs> Thanks again. It's been real. Thank yeah. you.